Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where a below-average podcaster chats with an above-average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. Today's guest is former Duke women's basketball player Jenna Frush. Jenna walked onto the team when she was a freshman in 2011 and graduated in 2015 as a scholarship player. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So Jenna, you practically grew up in Duke's backyard. You're from Durham, the same city Duke is located in. Were you always a Duke fan? You know, I have been a Duke fan since the day I was born. Um, I was actually born in the hospital, which is really fun because it's less than a 10-minute walk from campus. Um, So I've been here my whole life, and it's just, it's always been close to home, always bled Duke blue. Um, Grew up with a big family. Everybody was around here as well. So it definitely is, is in the family line to be a Blue Devil. And pretty much everyone in your immediate family went to Duke, right? You have really strong family ties to the school. Uh, yeah, we're pretty fortunate. My um, my parents met in medical school here, and then I am the youngest of four kids, and um, each of my older siblings also went here for undergrad. So it was a really good time being home, but also bringing family to the campus. So we all have really enjoyed our time here and are grateful. You guys all bleed blue. In high school, you led local Northern Durham High to three conference titles. Were you being pursued by schools to play in college? I did have some interest from some smaller schools, D2, lower D1s. Um, I was actually really interested in potentially going to an Ivy League school to play. Um, But my recruiting was definitely a little less visible than a lot of my future teammates, which I came to learn pretty quick. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was it was fun. I played on a local AAU team with some really good competition, and I had amazing co- coaches both um, at school and in the AAU circuit. So I really felt like I had people who were invested in me and encouraging me to play at the next level if that's something that um, I wanted to do. So you had a tough choice then. You either continue playing basketball or attend your dream school in Duke, which, by the way, has a rich academic history, and a degree from there can do wonders. And you eventually wanted to attend med school like your parents, right? That was the ultimate goal. And that's something that my parents encouraged me on the way um, to making a decision was making sure that I went somewhere that made me happy, but um, having somewhere that gave me a lot more skills just just than academic. So developing me as a a person and a leader and just a, a good human being. So they had some pretty high standards when it came to me thinking about schools. Yes, yeah, so you ultimately choose Duke, but then you realize that you didn't have to choose between basketball and academics. You could do both. When did you decide to walk onto the Duke women's basketball team? Oh gosh, it was, it was so funny. Um, I actually was able to meet with Coach P um, a couple weeks before making my decision, and she graciously let me know that if I was able to get into the school, I would have a chance to um, try out for the team, and. You know, at first I had no question in my mind that that's what I wanted to do. And then I actually hit a point in time um, before I had heard back about getting in academically that I was actually a little bit nervous. Um, And it had always been my dream to put on a Duke jersey. And I guess I had never really thought about what that would mean um, in reality. And I had been growing up, I went to two women's basketball camps every year since I was probably seven or eight. Um, so I felt comfortable around the program, but you know, these were, these were superstars. These were incredible people, incredible coaches. And, um, it was a little intimidating at first. And I 
had some doubts about whether it was something that I was going to be able to do. Um, and I was very fortunate to be given the gift and I think it was the very last day possible. Um, I decided talked to a couple friends and I just decided to go with my gut. And even if I was scared about how it might look that this was an opportunity that I could never, I could never pass up. I can't even believe I doubted it, but, um, yeah, it was a little intimidating on the front end. You end up getting your dream school and your dream team. Not that many people can say that. I don't know how I got so lucky. I really don't. <laughs> and that's pretty cool going back to you going to the camps there. So you knew Coach P and a lot of the coaching staff before you even became a student. I was a little gym rat at those camps. I would go to at least one or two a summer. Um, and I have pictures all the way back from when you know, some of the legends were there coaching me. So it had been, you know, my favorite part of each summer to do that. And, um, I was just really comfortable there and loved being Cameron, obviously. And, um, it just, you know, it always felt like home to me and I never knew that that was an actual possibility until coach P, um, talked to me about it. Awesome. And did you also attend when the former coach Gail Gaston course was there? That's when I started going. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching the 2006 Final Four team and the 2007 team. Oh, gosh. That's when I learned what heartbreak was. was what... Yeah, those are tough years. Oh, gosh, yeah. My best friend and I, who also went to all the camps with me, um, can just remember watching those games and <laughs> having my heart broken. But that's when you know you love it. Abby Weiner was one of my favorite players. Oh, my gosh. Same. She's, she's incredible. She and her sister, Emily. Yeah. Emily, a med student, right? Yeah, she's a, a physician now out west. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you get to campus in the fall of 2011. What was the tryout like? Um, so, yeah, that's actually a funny story. I was able to participate in some summer workouts with the team uh, just to kind of get to know the girls. Um, and I was actually planning on taking a class. So it worked out well schedule-wise. Um, and I will never forget this. The first day that I was ever there, um, we were meeting with kind of all the summer athletes who were there to run through, you know, professionalism and the do's and don'ts and all of all of the administrative things. And I made sure that I picked a chair that was towards the back um, just so I didn't get in anyone's way because I hadn't technically met my potential teammates yet. And um I remember I saw them all walk in and obviously I knew exactly who they were from being at camps and following the team closely. And Kalia Johnson walked in first and <laughs> walked all the way up to my row, looked down at me and said, can you move? <laughs> and I, Oh my gosh, my face turned red. I was so embarrassed. I was like, well, great. This is, I definitely made the right choice, you know? Um, <laughs> and then we all sat down and, Probably within five minutes, um, our academic coordinator called us all down there, and she's like, yeah, Jenna, this is KJ, and this is Amber, and they turned around and looked at me, and they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that was our first interaction, um, and Kalia and I still talk about that to this day, which is funny, but that was, you know, that was not the best way to start, but definitely just something I dealt with and went from there and made for a good story. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was able to be there over the summer and kind of learn the system a little bit and felt really integrated into the team pretty immediately. Um, I, you know, didn't, didn't feel like I didn't belong, which was pretty incredible. They, um, 
let me come, um, obviously to like all the team events and workouts and things like that. But then the girls would invite me over to like their dorms or their apartments. And I just really felt like I became a part of the family really quick. Um, and I think that's when I started deciding that I was going to have some sort of impact on this team since I was welcomed so graciously. I, you know, couldn't thank them enough except try to bring out the best in um, all the players and all the coaches around me. So it was a pretty seamless transition after that first day with KJ. It didn't start off so well, but uh, <laughs> obviously got better. And you did well in the tryout, obviously, because you're on the team. Yeah, so the tryout was um, actually passing a couple of the fitness tests that we had done every year. And there was one out on the track and there was one in the gym. Um, and I, you know, tried to work the hardest I could and would get in extra conditioning and it was great because there were also some of the teammates who were kind of coming off injuries or um, would go out for extra sprint workouts. And I just try to go to every single one that I could um, to make sure that not only that I like passed the test, but that I showed coach P and all these people who had already invested so much in me that this was something that I didn't, I couldn't imagine being without and I never wanted to take for granted. So it was just a really good opportunity um, that they had put trust in me. And I just wanted to show them that um, I was grateful for the opportunity and, obviously would have loved to be in a Duke Jersey. So it was a nerve wracking, but, um, I had the support of a lot of my teammates and it was, um, pretty amazing when it was official. Yeah. The coaching staff and, uh, players obviously knew your dedication. They're, they're incredible. I don't even know how else to say it. They, um, they just welcomed me right in and, um, it became pretty obvious that my role was going to be um, setting an example for hard work. So I tried to live that out every time that I got in the gym or got on the track. So you're about five, 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 six, right? On a good day. And I don't mean to short shame you. I, <laughs> I'm a few inches shorter than you, <laughs> but uh, a few players on the team are probably like six, five. And you came in with one of the better recruiting classes. Coach B had Elizabeth Williams, I believe was the number one player in high school when she came out. Yeah. Yeah. Amber Henson and uh, Kalia Johnson. Was there any intimidation in practice or anything? So the thing about the college game that I learned really quick is that it's just a whole different level from high school and even from AAU. Um, these players, uh, even the ones at Duke, you're right, they were 6'5", six, 6'4", six, six feet across the board. And, and not just that, but they're just strong. They're strong and they're talented and they have a really high basketball IQ. And so I pretty quickly learned that um, some of the tendencies that I had in high school, being able to score and being able to pass and court vision and all these things that um, I had been working really hard on, I was going to have to change for this new pace of the game. Um, so I got on it quick with my class about, you know, being pretty open. Like I, I know that these are the things that I could bring to the team. Like you let me know whatever I can work on that will make you better as a player. And there were quite a few times where I went to the basket and Elizabeth swatted my shot. Um, <laughs> eventually I got used to it, but it was even more exciting when I would score. And uh, it was a little, you know, a little intimidating and different at first, but there was always competition that Coach B built into practice and always encouraged us to, you know, go out and play as hard as you can. And Coach Brown, um, I'll never forget how he was in my ear saying, it doesn't matter how many minutes you play, you come out here and you believe that you're the best player on the court and you beat everyone who comes in front of you. Um, he told me that my freshman year before the season and I never forgot it. 
and uh, he just really encouraged me to keep playing and developing my game. And for anyone that doesn't know, a walk-on is on the team without a scholarship. So they're paying tuition, but they're still getting up early for practice. They're lifting weights. They're running. They're learning the playbook, all while knowing that they're probably not going to see as much time on the court as others. And that's the most selfless position in college basketball, in my opinion. And I really commend you, Jenna. That's awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. How was it balancing basketball with schoolwork? Because Division I basketball in itself is practically a full-time position, and you're someone that's aspiring to become a doctor, which I also think those classes are also a full-time position. You know, I honestly don't think that I could have made it through Duke um, undergrad with the academic schedule without basketball just because, and not even just because, but the balance that it gave me was just, so Zen, which is funny to say, um, you know, we'd wake up early and have workouts in the morning before class and run to class with like ice on our knees and sweatpants on. Um, and then you'd have to forget whatever went wrong that day at workouts or whatever emotion, um, happened with your team and focus in the classroom. And then I'd leave the classroom and go back for another workout. And it was the same sort of thing. If I had a hard time learning a concept or, um, didn't do too well on a test, I couldn't worry about that because at that moment I was giving all of my energy to my team. Um, and so it, it definitely was challenging in terms of figuring out when I could study and where and balancing reading a textbook and reading the playbook. Um, but it, I think really helped me develop in terms of my learning style for school, um, and on the court. And it just helped me develop, um, skills in terms of, being with professors um, and coaches and really voicing things that I know would help me and those around me get better. Um, so I really learned how to ask questions and be smart with my time. Um, definitely, you know, had some lower grades on tests and had to bounce back from that, but um, it was always worth it. I never had any doubt while I was going through that I was where I was supposed to be and that I was just really happy with it. Um, spent a lot of all my summers actually in taking my organic chemistries and biologies and things like that. But those were the times where it was the most fun with the team because it was just the athletes on campus. So there were, you know, small workouts and really focused training and a lot of time to just get to know your teammates. Um, so summers were one of my favorite parts, even though that's when I took some of my harder courses. Wow. Organic chemistry, you can tell I'm not in med school because that sounds awful. Oh, it is awful. It is. <laughs> so you talk about you talked about Coach Brown and how he he helped you with your mentality. And can you describe what your mentality was like during the games, specifically ones where you knew you probably weren't going to get into? Yeah, that's a great question. I set a lot of goals for myself in terms of making doing whatever I can to make our bench be the most supportive and energetic bench in the country. And, um, you know, this sounds kind of silly, but coach P and I had a film session where she had our video coordinator, Lauren cut up reactions of like the bench when certain teams would make good plays or make bad plays. And we actually really worked on body language, um, and being able to get other teammates involved who aren't playing. So I took that as one of my main jobs as, um, being on the bench and just kind of making it a place where like, obviously you don't necessarily want to be, but that you can still support your teammates and have a big role, um, in the team from there. 
So we came up with different ways to keep players involved and coaches involved. And um, I knew that when a certain teammate would come out, it would be best if they sat beside this coach um, at that moment or things like that, little subtleties that I think you can only get from watching your teammates and watching them as people. Um, So I really tried to learn the things that made my teammates go and the things that they needed to hear at certain points and the things they didn't need to hear. Um, So that was a lesson for me and just taking pride in the fact that regardless of being on the bench or being um, on the court, I was wearing Duke across my chest and that meant something um, actually meant everything to who I wanted to be and who I wanted to represent. So just taking a lot of pride in being in that role. Wow. That's a fantastic teammate right there. It was a good time. It was, it was a good time. (laughs) And, and you know what though, it's the people that are playing in the game, the bench reaction, if the bench is uh, excited, they're playing harder. So there's a general on the floor, but there's also a general on the bench. And that sounds like what you were. That was definitely my goal to have some sort of impact on every game where someone felt my energy. Now let's talk about the games you did get into because you held your own. You hit several threes, you pulled down rebounds, you dished assists, and you got some steals. Overall, you saw action in 49 games. How did it feel being out on that court? Gosh, I can't even put it to words. Um, When Coach P would call my number or or look down the bench at me and, you know, give me the little head nod, um, butterflies, butterflies every time. And it you know, it was a little bit nerve, but a, a lot of it excitement and just gratefulness to be there. And, you know, these are the girls I practice with every day. And, um, a lot of the time I would be on the court with people who I was on their team with in practice, kind of, you know, second, third team. And so I was really comfortable playing with them. And I knew that regardless of if we were up by such and such amount of points, we had a mission for that game. Um, we'd set pregame goals as to, you know, defensive stops or how many offensive rebounds we wanted. Um, and no matter what the scoreboard showed, we were always trying to get better as a team. Um, so I knew that, you know, it was great to hear the crowd and I really appreciated um, all the support I got, but I knew that me going in was, was more than just kind of, cheering for the hometown kid. It was going in to have an impact just like I had tried to do on the bench, um, but really enjoying that moment and, and taking in all the energy that my teammates um, would give me. What was your favorite play that you made? (laughs) You know, I got to say probably my first three, just the first time seeing the ball go through the basket in a game, um, just electric, just electric. And yeah, it must've been amazing. It was you know, cliche to say, but a dream come true. And still to this day is one of my uh, fondest memories. And, you know, just, just being on the court for those two or four or five minutes was really humbling, really humbling and really exciting. I'm getting chills just listening to you tell that story because you're the kid that was at all the camps growing up. You always love the team. And now you're, you're on the team and you make a basket. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It was, it was unreal. A blessing that I don't think I ever deserved, but. You deserved it. <laughs> you talk about all your dedication to the team. You definitely deserved it. <laughs> Thanks. And, and speaking of that, your hard work during your first three years at Duke earned you a scholarship for your senior year. Can you describe that moment you were told about the scholarship? 
Gosh, I keep saying that I have these moments that were life-changing, but that's just the way it, the way it really happened. Um, I think coach P gave me a call and I was walking to class and, you know, immediately I was like, uh, what did I do? What did I get in trouble with? You know? Um, and, and she said, I, I just want to congratulate you and, um, want to put you on scholarship for your senior year. And my jaw just dropped. I stopped walking. Um, I was walking with EJAC with Kalia, Amber and, um, E and I just started crying. Uh, I just couldn't imagine that, um, I could have felt any more feeling of appreciation and respect that, uh, my coaches and my teammates had already fostered towards me. But, um, I felt like this was a true testament to what they thought that I brought to the program, which was just incredible, just so humbling. And so, um, honestly, mind, mind boggling. Um, it was just really, really incredible that coach P would, um, consider me as someone who deserved that. Um, and I'm getting tears in my eyes just thinking about it, but Uh it was really unbelievable. I remember exactly what I was wearing that day. Um, I remember going up to the office and signing that paper and just thinking like, this is surreal that I am in this position to be able to receive this gift. That's so awesome. I'm getting chills again. (laughs) What did your family must've been so proud? Really proud. Yeah. They've, always been my backbone. Um, and of course I would talk to them about workouts and things that were going on with the team. And, um, the thing I really appreciated is that they supported whatever role that, um, I had on the team. And it was never a question of, Oh, like you should, why aren't you getting in more or like things like that. My family always said like you, this is a decision that, that you made and that you were given. Um, and you go in there and you put your head down and work and then whatever comes from it comes from it. Um, and so just hearing my mom be so proud was, was, you know, pretty, pretty close to my heart. Um, and it's always a blessing, um, and an honor to make my parents proud. So it was really special. That's great. It sounds like you come from a really supportive family. I'm incredibly lucky there. I got five best friends, uh, tied into one. So I don't know, I don't know how God decided to let that one happen, but, um, I'll take it. (laughs) And uh, going back to when you got the phone call about the scholarship, you're with Kalia. Did you take the opportunity to ask her to move at that point? (laughs) Yeah, I said, excuse me, ma'am, you need to step back for the scholarship player. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we, they were obviously over the moon for me as well. They've, to this day, continue to um, be some of my biggest fans in life. And every time we all have something that happens, um, we actually first go to that group chat. So um, it's just feeling that genuine happiness from people, um, was just really, really incredible. And I wish I could think of another word, but, um, it was just, just amazing to have that support and those, those people in my life. And that's great that you're still friends with them to this day. Honestly, friendships are the best thing that come, that comes out of college, no matter where you go or if you play any sports, it's the friendships that you remember, right? Absolutely. I have you know, three best friends and those kids. And then I guess they're not kids anymore. We're getting old. Um, (laughs) But yeah, a lot of the teammates that I played with whenever we're in cities together, we meet up, um, had a couple of teammates get married, weddings we've gone to. And it just, when we get together, we just don't miss a beat. 
we don't miss a beat. And it's um, pretty amazing to see what each one of them has done kind of along their career and along their um, path with life. And pretty empowering to know that I had the opportunity to uh, work with some pretty special women. That's awesome. We're going to go back to your playing for a little bit. Perfect. Senior night in 2015, you get the start against arch rival North Carolina. That must have been amazing. Gosh, another uh, tearjerker, definitely. Um, I mean, what else could I have asked for? Playing against Carolina, being at home starting, being on the court with my classmates. Um, it was truly an honor and a privilege to be out there. Um, and I'm just forever grateful to Coach P for for trusting me in that situation. Because it was, like I said, it was a game that we needed to win. Um, and for her to to put me out there and feel like I could be a representation of my class along with my other classmates was um, really amazing in and of itself. And I think speaks a lot about her and her trust in me. That game ended up being a one point win for you guys and you pulled down a defensive rebound. So obviously you contributed in a big way. If you don't get that rebound, Carolina scores, maybe they win by one. <laughs> it was a tight game, um, but just, Pretty amazing to have been a part of that and been on the court during that time. It's hard to get rebounds against Carolina. They pride themselves on uh, on rebounding. That's right, but it's a good it does you. too, so I'm glad that I could go in there and make a difference. <laughs> what was your favorite memory as a Blue Devil? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. Um, I will say one thing I'll never forget is the trip that we took when we went to play in France in Italy. Oh, wow. Um, we had a teammate. It was my sophomore year, and so she was a senior, and um, she was from France. And so we got to go see her hometown and um, meet her family and see where she grew up and got to play in front of her people for a little while, which is pretty awesome. Um, and it was just really great to see that side of her um, when she had been in America for so many years and been away from her family. So seeing her in this environment where there was so much love and so much joy that it brought her was just really humbling um, and really great to experience that with my teammates. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of Nutella and good desserts, (laughs) which I will never forget. That's awesome. And that's another experience that you probably don't have if you don't walk onto the team. Oh, I never would have been able to do that. And to to stay at the places we did and um, play basketball in, in kind of the international realm. Um, another thing that was kind of crossed off my list of dreams that I was unsure if I'd ever be able to do them. So the dessert in France was good. Was the pasta in Italy good? Oh gosh, it was all good. I don't know. I guess it's real stuff. Um, definitely different from the ragu that I use at home. <laughs> What was your favorite place to play aside from Cameron Indoor Stadium? That's a tough question. It was always, always, always great to play at Carolina and great to win at Carolina. (laughs) I bet. It was probably my favorite. So another place that I really enjoyed playing um, was when we got to play in Madison Square Garden. Uh, 2012, we played in the Maggie Dixon Classic and we stayed in a hotel that was right across the street from Madison Square Garden. So we looked up the street and saw the Empire State Building and got to walk right across and play in this really historical arena and just kind of take in all the uh, basketball history that's happened there was really amazing. Um, a lot of big lights, 
big city. So <laughs> definitely different from the farm I grew up on. It was, a lot of fun. <laughs> was that your first time in New York City? You know, it might have been. It might have been for the for the point of me being there. I might have gone through there at some point, but I definitely definitely not really explored the city before. So you graduate in 2015. What have you been? Can you tell us what you've been up to then? Because I think it's pretty impressive. Oh gosh, thank you. Um, so when I graduated, I took a year off of school and I moved to Nashville, and I did research at their children's hospital. Um, and during that time I was applying to medical school and was fortunate enough to get into Duke. So brought me right back home, um, kind of full circle to where I was born. So I started med school in 2016 and I actually just finished my third year, um, putting the last few touches on my thesis right now. So it's been a really, really incredible three years. I've learned a lot, and obviously Duke is world-renowned, um, not just for basketball but for medicine. So getting the chance to see people um, help patients and families and you know other humans in their most vulnerable moments is just a really incredible experience. Um, I've enjoyed it so much. It's been really, really challenging, um, but definitely worth it. And I'm actually going to be taking an extra year before I graduate med school, and I'm going to get a master's at the Divinity School here. Wow. So what area of medicine are you looking to get into? I'm hoping to do uh, pediatric emergency medicine, so be in the ER with kiddos. is the ultimate goal. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place. The ER is its own sort of environment that's... Uh, seemingly separate from the hospital, but also kind of front lines of a lot of things. So you see a lot of really interesting stories, but you get to know a lot of people who just really need help. Um, and it's an amazing way to, to try to make someone's day better. The joy you get, you must get from helping a child must be incredible. It's really amazing the kinds of things that people go through on a daily basis. And it just serves as a reminder that um, I've had incredible opportunities afforded to me um, throughout my entire life. And if I have the opportunity to, to help someone um, when their day isn't so, isn't so good, then that's what I need to do to the best of my ability. That's great. We're so lucky to have people like you in the world. It's definitely an honor to be here. Um, a lot of people are the reason that I'm here, and um, I just hope that I can make a difference at some point. I'm sure you will. So you're at Duke Med School. Do you still get to see some of the games? I go over whenever I can. Um, it was actually hard for me my first year because I, I think I missed it so much that it was tough to be back in Cameron and not be on. You wanted to get back out there. Right. Um, but I've actually lived with a couple of teammates. I lived with Odara Cheetah my first year of med school. And this past year I lived with Becca Greenwell. So... Um, we've been able to kind of go together and bring the alumni back. And then obviously I watch all the tournaments and oh, big away games and games that I can on the computer, um, probably more than I should since it, you know, kind of makes me put my textbooks away for a little bit, but, um, I love to cheer the girls on, um, and obviously still have good friends around the program that I'm glad to still be near. The Duke women's basketball team has struggled this past year. They didn't make the NCAA tournament. 
to be fair, they did graduate a few great players. You just mentioned one in Rebecca Greenwell and Lexi Brown. And in my opinion, had Azra Stevens stayed in 2018, I think Duke probably would have been the best team in the ACC. They've recently made some changes to the coaching staff. What I'm really excited about is the addition of Wanisha Smith, a former player from the 2006 Final Four team. Mm -hmm. What do you think the future is looking like? I think the future is bright. They have really amazing talent there, and they got a couple big recruits coming in, um, a really solid coaching staff that knows the game and knows the program. And I think Wanisha coming back is just awesome for the girls um, getting to see someone who has won a lot of big games there and really knows what it's like to be a part of the Duke culture and to represent Duke well, both on the court and as a coach. Um, those girls are, are so lucky and um, I've had a lot of good coaches, but I think it'd be really amazing to be coached by someone like Juanisha. Um, I think they're going to do great. They've had some injuries and unfortunately a couple point guards have gotten hurt, but um, all the girls there really work hard and really love Duke. Um, and it'll be good to see them kind of come back stronger. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pride there and wearing Duke across their chest. And I know that they're going to continue to work, um, and do what they need to do to, to win big games. And I'm just excited to see where the future is for them. I really hope you're right because I personally think the ACC is better when both Duke and Carolina are good. Agreed. Duke a little bit better, but yes. <laughs> All right, Jenna, let's end it with some fun questions. What do you think about that? Sounds good to me. Okay, you spent some time in Nashville, like you said, uh, helping out at the Children's Hospital. But did you get to experience any of that honky-talk bar scene? It is my favorite place to go. <laughs> Nashville's a great city. Great food, great music, great entertainment. Um, and I'm actually lucky because my brother is a doctor there at Vanderbilt, so I go visit him whenever I can. That's awesome. I was uh, recently just in Nashville for my cousin's wedding, and it was the same weekend that the NFL draft was being Wait, held there, so the city was insane. Wait, you were there? Yeah, I had a wedding there. Oh. Was it Taylor Burke's wedding? No, it was... Um, his name's Andre Agassi, which is funny, but not the Andre Agassi. I was about to say. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that was my first time in the city. Oh. It was packed, but it was a lot of fun. It's such a fun place. I love it there. What's your favorite professional team to root for? Basketball? Any sport. Pittsburgh Steelers, no question. How did you become a Pittsburgh fan? <laughs> my mom is from Pittsburgh, so all her family's still up there. Okay. It's a good team to root for. They've got a, a few Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. And more to come. I like the confidence. That's right. So you're from North Carolina. Have you been to some of these popular spots, either Wilmington, Asheville, or the Outer Banks? I have been to all of them and Wilmington and Asheville in probably the past couple months. Awesome. Yeah, I've got some family in Wilmington. And I was in Asheville when I was really little, but since then I've heard they've really built it up and it's a real cool artsy town. It is. It's a really hipster spot with a lot of good food, <laughs> a lot of good breweries, um, and just very pretty, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, I have to get back up Definitely. There. Definitely. I know you spend a lot of your time studying, but when you need a break, what are you binge watching, as the kids call it these days? <laughs> I am so basic and I always just watch Friends. That's a classic one. It is, but I've seen every episode probably at least five or six times, so I just kind of talk the whole episode out, so people don't like watching it with me. My favorite episode is when Rachel one-ups Monica, who just got engaged. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. 
So Duke quarterback Daniel Jones just got drafted into the first round by the New York Giants. Are you going to buy his jersey? I know he's not a Steeler, but are you going to support? That's a hard one. I don't think I can own anything except black and yellow. (laughs) I will absolutely cheer for him, and I think he's going to do great, and I wish him the best. Um, I'll cheer for him anytime except for when they play Pittsburgh. (laughs) Sounds fair to me. Are you going to get a Zion jersey? Oh, gosh. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Looks like he's going to New Orleans. That's what it seems like. It'll be interesting to see him there with a couple other Duke guys. Who else is there? Jaleel Okafor is there. Oh, okay. And, oh gosh, that other guard who was with them, Frank Jackson. Oh, nice. I think you're right, actually. Mm -hmm. And then there, I think there's one more. I think Trajan, did Trajan Langdon just become their manager? Maybe. I'll take your word for it. All right. We'll have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you need to take a trip to New Orleans in the future. I think that's in the cards. All right, Jenna. I had a blast talking with you. Good luck as you finish up med school. I have no doubt you're going to make a fantastic doctor. Thank you so much for your time and letting me relive some of my glory days. Absolutely. And where can listeners find you? So my Instagram handle is at Jenna Frush, pretty basic, and so is my Twitter. So if anybody wants to give a follow, I'd love to get to know y'all. Awesome. Thanks again, Jenna. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. All right, everyone, that's the episode for today. Have a great day.